You're listening to Faith and Family. I'm Andy Bates. Thanks to our underwriter, Concordia University, Wisconsin, all the great work they do and supporting Faith and Family here on Worldwide KFUO. Find them in the sponsor section at kfuo.org. Uh, a number of disasters have happened throughout the Midwest in the last few months. Tornadoes striking southern Missouri and southern Illinois uh, back around Ash Wednesday and floods uh, affecting many of the uh, the St. Louis area and beyond around Missouri and, and Illinois as well. And so I'd like to follow up on that with uh, some of our friends from LCMS Disaster Response as well as the local congregations. Joining me by phone now, the Reverend Thomas Hendrick, Senior Pastor Emanuel Lutheran Church in Perryville, Missouri. Pastor Hendrick, welcome to Faith and Family. Thank you very much. I appreciate having this opportunity. It's a privilege to have a chance to talk with you today and uh, talk a little bit about the, the tornadoes that, that struck uh, in your community in Perryville, Missouri, uh, just what, about two and a half months ago, uh, Shrove Tuesday, Ash Wednesday, and uh, that impact there. Give us a, a, a little bit of perspective on the community of Perryville and the, uh, the history of Emmanuel Lutheran Church in Perryville. Well, Emmanuel Lutheran Church just celebrated, uh, we just celebrated our 150th anniversary last year. In fact, the banners are still up in our parking lot, uh, both at the school and our church. We have a parochial school, a wonderful, wonderful parochial school, a Lutheran school, grades pre-K, preschool through grade 8, with a little over 200 students in a somewhat now uh, modern, it was built about two or three years before I came on board. I've been here 11 years a new facility that is uh, technologically advanced. It's got everything you could ask for, science lab, music room, uh, technology room, uh, individual grade classrooms. We, the, our school is a hallmark of our ministry here. In fact, it, it is the major aspect of this congregation's ministry. Uh, the congregation is just under 2,000 total members, uh, roughly... Um, uh, 1,500 or so confirmed members. Um, uh, it it sits in the in the uh, county seat of Perry County. <clears throat> Perry County, I like to refer to as the as the manger of the Missouri Synod. Although the Missouri Synod was officially founded in Chicago, Illinois, Perry County is where the Saxony immigrants first landed. And uh, we are the new kid on the block, although we're the largest of the congregations. And uh, we're kind of the hub, if you will. Um, the, the, the Perryville itself is about 50% Roman Catholic, 25% Lutheran, and then 25% other and nothing. So there is a mission field, but it's not, it's not like uh, in a St. Louis area, which I would term to be a fluid area. We're a static area. Uh, we have very little, uh, relatively speaking, moving in and out of our area. Uh, so it's it's um, uh, it's a stable place, a place where people are hard workers and devoted workers, uh, and they really take care of themselves, which carried over into this tornado situation. Uh, of course, the tornado hit the night of February 28th, uh, morning of February 29th. Uh, I'm trying to get my date straight here. It was the Tuesday morning before Ash Wednesday, which was, uh, yes, February 8th. My wife and I were sitting in our living room listening to the news. We heard it coming toward us from the, from the west. And as it came toward us, it, they started tracking it on what we call T Road, with kind of a central road through Perry County right into the city of Perryville. 
about maybe a half mile to the north of our house. And as we heard the tornado coming down T Road, we, of course, scampered into our basement. And then it took a turn kind of north and went through uh, a number, a, a major residential area, um, a couple of other highly populated areas, crossed the interstate, and had it come two to three miles more to the south, it would have gone through the heart of Perryville. By the grace of God, I know people ask, you know, where is God through all these things? Well, let me tell you, he's right here protecting us. Uh, it could have been far, far worse than it was. Our congregation sustained roughly six to eight, I think, total losses. Either the houses were completely blown away or they were damaged beyond repair and they had to be rebuilt. And then you add to that uh, a quantity of probably a dozen or, or more uh, people that sustained uh, damage to their homes that certainly require repairs. Here's again where God was present. There was only one death through this whole thing, and that was kind of a freak accident, uh, a car out on the interstate uh, as the tornado blew through over the interstate, and the, dri the passenger of the car was killed. The driver sustained injuries. The total amount of injuries that required any kind of hospitalized attention was roughly 14, and that is phenomenal for the destruction of this uh, that this tornado had. It certainly was, uh, and and it wasn't just one tornado. If I understand correctly, another storm came through a few hours later. Is that right? That is correct. Yes, there was a what we call a follow-up tornado. Uh, it didn't do as much damage. It was less intense and all. But nevertheless, uh, it certainly got our attention. <laughs> mm. How quickly were you able to connect with the members of your congregation and 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 really get a, you know account of your uh, your flock that you shepherd? Yeah, uh, that's a wonderful question. Uh, as we were watching this tornado develop in the in the early morning hours, two to o'clock, uh, already Pastor Marks and I were in touch. Pastor Matthew Marks is our associate pastor, wonderful man, energetic man, and a, a very strong man of God. Um, we were in touch with each other through texting, uh, already some accounts of people we knew that had already been uh, affected by it. But it wasn't until daybreak when we were able to actually uh, get out on foot and into the areas that were, uh, that were hit. And that's when we began seeing firsthand uh, the situations uh, kind of with the people, uh, many of whom were in shock, uh, understandably so, uh, and just really trying to, to make sense of what had happened in the dark hours. That day, that was Tuesday, uh, we spent, I can't tell you how many hours, just going around learning whom of our people were affected, whom of the, con of the community. We did not contain our ministry just to Emmanuel people, but we gave it to whomever was affected that we came into contact with, including monetary uh, donations right away. Our congregation made available $1,000. He and I were able to take that out in cash increments and and give it to people who had immediate needs, and there were a lot of those uh, immediate needs like breakfast or clothes because their house had been blown away or whatever. Um, then on, uh, so that was Tuesday, then on Ash Wednesday, 
uh, the president of our district, President Lee Hagan, and some other uh, men along with him, as well as, uh, and I can't remember her name now, um, Nielsen, Nielsen. Mm-hmm. Pam Nielsen from LCMS yes, Communications. Pam Nielsen. She was with the entourage. They came down here personally. I was so impressed with President Hagan, who has a super busy schedule, but he cleared it immediately, came down early. Uh, he and a couple of other men and Pam Nielsen uh, to see how things were and to offer us their uh, support and encouragement, their prayerful support and encouragement. They even attended the uh, our 4 o'clock Ash Wednesday service because of the size of our congregation. We have two Ash Wednesday services, 4 and 7 p.m., and they uh, they participated in the 4 o'clock service. Uh, the, the support from district, from synod, has been nominal. Uh, the disaster disaster relief, is that what it's called? LCMS disaster response. The, mm-hmm. uh, response, yes. Uh, by the end of the week, they had two teams down here, and what impressed me so was not only their work ethic, but they did it with a smile. It was like, not that they enjoyed the, the disaster, but they enjoyed being able to help people and, and to get their hands dirty, uh, cleaning things up. Nothing was too menial for them. Nothing was too low for them to do. They sought to do anything they could just to be of assistance. I was so impressed. And then, of course, the uh, comfort dogs also came in the next week. They weren't here right away, but uh, uh, they were shortly behind as well. As you recovered, you know, over the next few days, and then days turned into weeks, and now we're two and a half months out, um, what have you seen over those uh, two and a half months in terms of recovery and uh, the effects on the community and how Emmanuel Lutheran Church plays a role in that, uh, that recovery in the community? Sure. Uh, I've seen three stages that I can easily identify. The immediate stage just showed the resilience of the people of Perryville and Perry County, uh, how the people did not just uh, fall over and play dead. Uh, you know, they, they were already up and alive, uh, figuring out what to do, how to do. The insurance people were in right away. That was stage one. That was on Tuesday. Stage two would have been the intermediate stage, where the people started bringing in their, their farm machinery, their uh, heavy machinery, not just from Perryville and Perry County, but from surrounding areas, uh, volunteered, volunteered at their expense to help uh, get things cleaned up way. Within two to four weeks of the tornado, the major, I'm going to say 85% of the cleanup had already occurred. And there were outside agencies coming in asking, what can we do? Uh, Where can we be of service? And we had to tell them, it's taken care of. It's done. Our people just pitched in and did it. And that's where our congregation became very instrumental. And that's stage two and then the stage three, which is still going today, although we're nearing the end of it. We became a receiving point. Uh, one of our meeting rooms in our, in our uh, church complex, our, our church campus and school campus are uh, at different locations. So our church camp became a receiving place for commodities, water, food, clothing, household goods. We filled up a room uh, with donations coming in. 
the car loads, by the van loads, and by the school bus loads. Uh, uh, Just yesterday, I took stock of the room. Uh, Most of the food items are gone. We still have a lot of water and personal hygiene items, etc. People are still making use of it, and that'll go on for a while yet. So that would be stage three. And that's where our congregation really, really has made its impact is in uh, providing a place for necessities to be gathered and distributed freely, generously, not just our congregation members, but to the whole community as well. Well, thanks be to God for the recovery and the ways that Emmanuel is able to serve her neighbors there in Perryville, Missouri. Pastor Tom Pastor Thomas Hendrick, Senior Pastor Emanuel Lutheran Church, Perryville, Missouri. Thanks so much for sharing on uh, the disaster response following the, the tornadoes in Perryville this, uh, this Ash Wednesday. And thanks for your ministry there at Emanuel Lutheran Church. You're welcome. And thanks for your ministry and the, and the ministry of KFQO as well. God bless y'all. So what are you doing the last week of July? How about spending it with a bunch of fellow Lutherans at the 2017 Institute for Liturgy, Preaching, and Church Music on the lovely campus of Concordia University, Chicago. You'll be singing, praying, learning, loving, and growing together in the Lord. The Institute is for everyone who's passionate about worship. The theme this year is the Just Live by Faith. Make it plain in sermon, service, song. There'll be a hymn festival, concert by National Lutheran Choir, insightful keynotes by David Peterson, William Swirla, and Kevin Hildebrandt, tons of workshops covering the gamut of worship, and you get to hear Daniel Gard give us the goods on the book of Habakkuk. Yeah, you want to be there. July 25th through 28th. You'll be so glad you did. Register today at www.lcms.org slash worship institute. Welcome back to Faith and Family. I'm Andy Bates. We are talking disaster response. Disasters happen all around us all the time in this world, in this fallen world. How do we respond in mercy in the name of Christ? Joining me in studio today, the Reverend Ross Johnson, Director of LCMS Disaster Response. Pastor Johnson, welcome back to Faith and Family. Thank you. It's great to be with you. Glad to have you in studio and talking about uh, LCMS Disaster Response. Uh, Just a, a quick rundown of what is the work of LCMS Disaster Response. After a disaster, LCMS Disaster Response networks with districts and congregations that are in the affected area. In this last week or two, we've had a lot of disasters, unfortunately, across the Midwest and in the South, specifically in Texas and Missouri. Texas had uh, multiple tornadoes that touched down, and we were thankfully able to do a lot of response work in the Texas area. But also, across the state of Missouri, there was extensive flooding, historic flooding. It's actually the second 500-year flood that has happened in the last 17 months, which really has people thinking. And it's kind of sent shockwaves across the state, thinking what is kind of the new dynamics, what is causing this, Uh, is it the building that's around the rivers that's causing this, and changing the flow, but it has utterly devastated the state of Missouri twice in 17 months. According to those who study 
these these things, this these natural phenomenon, it, it should only happen every once every five hundred years. It happened twice within seventeen months. Uh, that's just uh, something to to be studied even more. But how we respond to that? You mentioned the LCMS Dis- Office of National Mission LCMS Disaster Response works with the districts to help the the local congregations, local pastors to uh, to serve in uh, disaster response, recovery efforts, and and serving in their community. And one of those right here in Missouri, the Reverend Charles Schultz, pastor at St. Paul Lutheran Church in Imperial, Missouri, is, serves as the district disaster. Disaster Response Coordinator for the Missouri District of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod, on the phone with us today. Pastor Schultz, welcome to Faith and Family. I'm glad to be here, Andy. Glad to have you with us. Tell us a little bit about uh, where you serve, St. Paul Lutheran Church in Imperial, Missouri, also, I guess, known as Otto, correct? Correct. Uh, We're a small congregation. Uh, We've been here 161 years. Um, We have membership about 200, Uh, worship about 100 on the weekends. And uh, tell us a little bit about how the recent floods have affected your community around Imperial and Jefferson County. Well, it hasn't really affected uh, our community more a little bit north uh, in Arnold. Um, Some minor uh, damage up there, uh, mostly because a lot of houses have been bought out by FEMA in the past flooding. Um, also some flooding down south of us in DeSoto as well. And then moving further west uh, and northwest out toward uh, what House Springs, High Ridge, Cedar Hill, and uh, Eureka. Certainly Eureka is where we saw a significant impact of this flood just uh, 17 months after that happened in uh, around Christmas and New Year's in 2015, right? That's correct, yeah. So we're seeing some some pretty significant loss and uh, significant uh, impact of this flooding. How? What is your work as as a disaster response coordinator for the Missouri District of the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod? What is your your work and those you serve with? Well, I was brought in about a year ago, and um, and talking with President Hagen. Um, initially, we wanted to build up our capacity to respond. So I've been focusing on training LERT teams, uh, Lutheran Early Response teams, uh, and that's kind of been my focus uh, this year. And what is that? What does that mean for us? How do we? How do LERT teams serve in uh, in a district when in responding to disasters? So you, you've already heard this morning about uh, teams going down um, to the tornado areas. Um, one of those teams was a team that I trained here in Arnold. Um, the training is about in six hours, uh, usually done on one day. Uh, we go through a variety of things from theology, uh, why we do what we do, uh, to uh, practical things like how to muck out a home after flooding and so on. Um, so the, the training is a little bit extensive, um, but it's just an introductory training to get us um, capable to go and respond uh, to disasters. Pastor Johnson, Pastor Schultz brings up a, a good point uh, in this training, in the, the ALERT team, Lutheran Early Response Team training. Uh, one of the, the issues addressed there is why do we do what we do when it comes to theology? Can you, can you summarize that for us in, in just a, a few words here, why we do the, this mercy work? Well, I think that 
ends up being what makes the church's response unique. Because not only do we help out people with helping hands and help them rebuild their lives, but also when people have lost everything, they're going through a tragedy and a trauma in their life. And that's where we as the church can also offer a little bit of spiritual care, whether it's saying a prayer with the person, sharing the gospel message, saying a word of a blessing to that person, or inviting that person to the local church that is in their area where true spiritual healing can take place and a relationship with God can happen and they can commune with God on an ongoing basis. So we always want to take the opportunity as we're helping somebody out as the church to also offer spiritual care. That's part of our training. It's what to do, what not to do. Why do we do it as Lutherans? Because we are representing Christ and we are on his behalf sharing the love of him with the world around us that's broken. Pastor Schultz, what can you tell me about the people who who stepped up to uh, to participate in this LERT training and to serve on the uh, the LERT team? Well, uh, they kind of vary in age. Uh, we have some people who are in their 70s uh, willing to do whatever they can do. Um, a lot of the people are in their 30s and 40s um, are working full-time, so a lot of work is done on weekends. Um, in Arnold, we've got... Uh, two leaders that are uh, kind of heading up the team there. One is a parish nurse, and the other one works as a uh, security guard at a university. So they really come from a variety of, of backgrounds. They, one of the things that uh, they have is a, a desire to serve, and two, they, they find ways to, uh, to work out the time so that they can serve in this way as well. Yeah, the time uh, is really a challenge. Uh, a lot of people working full-time and mm-hmm. even working on weekends, so finding time that they can come out and serve sometimes challenging. What are, w- with the uh, the current flood that uh, recently happened, what do you see, Pastor, uh, Pastor Schultz, as the, the needs now that the waters have receded? What do you see happening here, or the needs here in Missouri? Well, it, it kind of varies. In, in some areas, uh, houses have already been mucked out, like in Neosho, which is in the southwest corner of the state, um, and they're starting to rebuild. Uh, this Saturday, we're having a, a big work day in Eureka, and what we're planning on doing there is mucking out homes, cleaning out the mud and debris and all that stuff that the floodwaters brought into the homes. So it, it's kind of varying uh, from spot to spot throughout the state. Pastor Johnson, how would you describe mucking out? We've heard this word a few times, uh, and it's a, a common word for those of us around the Eureka area. What is the process of mucking out? It is essentially the removal of all the debris and damage that's within the house. So removing drywall, removing carpeting, flooring, cabinets that have been damaged and soaked by water. That is either river water that has come in or rainwater that's come in where mold is growing. So it requires labor, but unskilled labor. There's not much uh, training that you have to do except for safety Mm -hmm. about how do you muck out? How do you clean out? How do you tear out a house? Then after it dries out, we come back with the team and then we help rebuild, putting in flooring, drywall, cabinetry and making the house look like it's livable again. Now here in the Eureka area, that happened, all of this happened less than 15 months ago. Many of these homes were that, that, that were affected were mucked out, and many of them had just completed the, uh, the rebuild, you know, finishing the, the inside, uh, the interior of their home, and then all of that just 
heartbreaking for those who were involved in helping them. I know many of the members of our congregation who have helped uh, in, in that uh, recovery have and, and rebuilding have have just were overwhelmed by the fact that the, the houses they just finished less than a month ago. And were even worse flooded. is it for the people that are living in that that mm-hmm. have lived in disruption. Uh, for more than a year in many sure. situations of lived in mold infested homes that have finally rebuilt and then all of a sudden they're going through this again. So it's so important for us to continue to have compassion on these people that have lost so much. And there's so many opportunities to help. This Saturday morning at 8.30 at St. Mark's in Eureka, there's an opportunity that we're trying to gather as many people. Our goal is to muck out or to clean out at least 10 homes this Saturday. And that's an opportunity to, to serve anybody that's in the greater St. Louis area. We are, are encouraging them to come and volunteer. We'll give a quick training and we will be able to do as much good as possible. St. Mark's is right in Eureka. It's a large church that's a, one of the centerpieces of the community. And they are doing a great work of showing Christ's compassion to their community. 500 Merrimack Boulevard in Eureka, Missouri, 830. Is that right? 830 is registration. We want to get everybody kind of together at 830, sign a couple waivers, get some instruction, and then they will go out to an assigned home with a person that has experience. So even if you don't have experience, you'll be working with a team that does have experience. So you can be deployed from that site to go out to site and, and serve on location. Well, thank you very much. Uh, any place to, any other ways to get information? LCMS.org slash disaster or LCMS disaster responses Facebook page. Just look it up Both on places. Facebook. LCMS.org slash disaster. Our, my guest today, the Reverend Charles Schultz, St. Paul Lutheran Church, Imperial, Missouri, and the Disaster Response Coordinator for the Missouri District. Pastor Schultz, thanks for being my guest on Faith and Family. You're welcome, Andy. And the Reverend Ross Johnson, Director, LCMS Disaster Response. Pastor Johnson, thanks so much for being my guest. Thank you. Coming up in just a little bit, what does it mean to live out your faith in a social ministry organization? We're going to learn more right here on Faith and Family. Concordia University, Wisconsin and Mequon overlooks a half mile of beautiful Lake Michigan shoreline. CUW campus is located 15 miles north of Milwaukee with over 70 undergraduate majors, 28 graduate degree programs and doctorate programs in pharmacy, physical therapy, occupational therapy and nursing practice. CUW offers online learning and accelerated learning at one of nine Wisconsin centers and one in St. Louis. Traditional or accelerated education, CUW has the program for you. CUW.edu.